Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. Happy New Year to all you Chiefs fans out there. It's finally 2021, and this is our first Saturday edition of From the Podium in 2021, which you know means the best of the week. On this podcast, you'll get to hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid from his first media availability of the week on Wednesday. This week's starter in quarterback Chad Henney, defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo, offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, running backs coach Dylan McCullough, wide receivers coach Greg Lewis, and finally defensive end Tano Pasnia. But right now, let's turn it to the Chiefs head coach. Here is head coach Andy Reid. Look forward to the challenge of playing the the Chargers. Um, I think it's a good opportunity for some of our young guys to, um, or guys that haven't had a chance to play, get in and play. I will. Uh, um, for better terms, I guess, uh, sit some of the starters and uh, the best the best I can rest them up and, um, and, and get them ready for later. But for right now, um, I'm excited to <clears throat> let these other guys get in and, and uh, have an opportunity to play. Anyways, with that time, George. Let's go first to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach, you know, back in 2017, when you had a similar situation, um, you kind of changed the coaching duties a little bit that week, you know, to allow guys like Matt Nagy to prepare for interviews and and that kind of thing. Anything that you're planning this week, too, as far as, you know, giving guys like EB and and anybody else that might be, you know, possibly considered by other teams for interviews? Yeah, so whatever whatever they need to do in that area, I'm not, I haven't even reviewed the rules on it necessarily yet, but whatever needs to be done there will will take place and yeah, I, have, I have no problem with all that stuff so <clears throat> I mean, there's nothing to announce now but I mean that I, I would have no problem with that let's go next to Sam Millinger go ahead Sam hey um Andy after the the game on Sunday uh Patrick was kind of took ownership I mean before anybody asked him he brought up you know some some misreads you know pre-snap with with protection calls and everything i'm curious how much of that from you from what you see is is maybe the falcons doing a really good job of disguising and using some stuff that they haven't shown before and how much of that do you feel like will sort of work itself out as a i don't want to say makeshift but a new offensive line with all these new parts gets gets more used to each other yeah um i i think he he took accountability i i tell you it's my challenge to make sure I give them the right calls for the right coverages. Uh, um, I think EB would stand up here tell you the same thing. And, uh, um, you know, so it's it, everybody has a piece of the pie. And we, we just could have done better all the way around. Now, the bottom line was we, we did what we needed to, to finish the game with a win. But it, it's, you know, we're always striving for, for better. And we, we get that it's the NFL and um, you know, that whole deal. So, but, uh, we're always looking to get better, all of us. So <clears throat> next to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. 
Hey, Coach, good afternoon. You mentioned wanting to see some of the, the younger players get out there. What specifically will you be looking for, especially for like a Bo Peak Keys, a rookie, and, you know, like maybe even some of your first-year players? Yeah, sure. I think, listen, um, Herbie, just any experience that they can get, I think, um, is a positive. I, I, uh, whoever it is uh, that, that has a chance to play. Now, with the new rules, you've got some veteran guys that are just – you know, because we, we've got these COVID rules that, uh, and those guys, they can jump in and, <clears throat> and play. And I mean, it's, it, it, you're probably not looking as much at experience there, but you're with these, some of these young guys, I mean, that's a great thing for them. I mean, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't buy that. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, how often does this happen where you have a chance to do this in a real game? So um, I, I just think it's a tremendous opportunity and, uh, especially when you didn't have a whole preseason to see guys, you, here, here you go. You know, guys that didn't have as much opportunity, they get they might get an opportunity here. Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy. Um, have you decided which way you're going to go at quarterback on Sunday? And if it's going to be Chad Henney, is Pat going to be down? Are you going to activate uh, Matt Moore on Sunday? Yeah, I haven't gone through all the, the acts and acts, but Chad will go ahead and play, yeah. And there's there's a good chance Matt's up, but we'll see how, see how when it's all said and done how that works out. <clears throat> Let's go next to Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd. Yeah, Coach. In games like this, it, it seems to me you guys haven't had a lot of games like this where you're entirely set. And you know, in, in a weird year with the pandemic and not being able to do a lot of the things you've done, is there a danger of in a game that that you know? injuries, things like that can happen. You can't go out and kind of play football. You have to go play football, right? Is there is there a danger factor in this game when, you know, you don't exactly know who's going to be out there, how much time they've had to play and get ready uh, in a situation like this? Well, I mean, you know, it's a contact sport. So, yeah, there's there's danger. I mean, there's danger in practice. There's danger in the games and all, all that. But I, I try to look at the positive part of it. And um, I, I just think it's a – what a great opportunity. These guys have busted their tail in, in a lot of cases just to have an opportunity to play. And if, if you don't, if they can't get it during a regular uh, game that we've had <clears throat> up to week 15 here, well, I mean, my gosh, I mean, here you go. And let's go get some experience and take, try to take the positive road with it and not think too much of the other part. Yeah. <clears throat> next to Vahe Gregorian. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Andy. Um, I know you're not one to pause in the middle of the season, really, and, and I know you're insulated from some of this, but I, I do wonder if dur during this crazy year with COVID and everything, if you have some sense of what what your team has done and, and its meaning to the community that, that probably carries, a I, I think, some, you know, emotional uh, benefit to it. I, I'm just curious if you have any, any sense of that and how you'd measure it. Yeah, I mean, I... I know because my wife is, you know, she's wives are more in the community than we are during the season. So um, I don't get out much, um, but uh, I know that um, I, I know the fans love the Chiefs and the people of Kansas City and, and Missouri and Kansas love the Chiefs. So, um, you know, winning, I think, is a is a positive. Yes, I, I, I think that, that that reflects positive on on our community. So. Um, I'm proud of our guys and how they uh, work in the community and do those things and keep them involved uh, from Clark and Mark Donovan on down. 
<clears throat> on down to the players. So, I mean, it's um, it's really a unique relationship, I think, with organization and, and, and community that way. But um, I, I'm hoping that it does uh, lift people up. So, you know, I mean, I, that's a, it's a crazy time right now. Got time for a couple more. We'll go Sam and then Pete. Good, Sam. Andy, um, with with Chad Henney, I mean, I mean, he's obviously doesn't necessarily fall into that younger guy category that you're looking to to figure out what he's got. But he's been with you for a while. He was injured last year. He came back this year. I'm wondering if if, if it feels a little bit rewarding to be able to offer a guy like this a game. Yeah, well, I, listen, I think he's excited. Um, I always tell him, uh, you know, act like you're 20, man. You know, try to remember those days and and uh, and feel it. So he. He, uh, you know, he, he's all in, he's excited. So good, great opportunity for him. I mean, these guys love to play the game. That, that's a, that's a neat part about it. It's not like guys are ducking out of playing. They, they all want to get in there and go, but, um, you know, it's a decision that I had to make there. So, but Chad's very excited. We'll go last to Pete Sweeney. Good Pete. Hey, Coach, I was curious what you would be willing to share as far as how you can maybe take uh, these weeks uh, to your advantage when it comes to the playoff teams. Is it, is it something where there's too many teams to really worry about it right now, or are you starting things with some of your assistants and some of your um, position coaches? Yeah, Veach, uh, Brett showed me a chart, and um, I looked at it for about two seconds, and I, I said, you figure it out, man. I mean, it looked complicated, so I, I didn't want to deal with it um, at, at that moment. So uh, I don't think, uh, I think we've got it narrowed down to what we think, uh, <clears throat> but there are a bunch of variables there. So we, we've got people though, that look at all the different teams and, and uh, we'll be ready for whatever, you know, whatever and whoever it ends up being. But um, I know there are a lot of scenarios. I, this is great for the NFL, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's a uh, uh, tribute to them. They, they, a few years back, they strive for parity amongst the teams, and here we sit. I mean, it's it's crazy. So, um, kind of be fun to watch how it plays out. Coach, we hey. appreciate the time. Thanks All for joining us. Right, take care now. Yep. Kind of a two-part question for you. Um, first of all, can you tell me how you found out and when you found out um, that, that you were going to start? Well, kind of through the grapevine, kind of after the game, Mike Kafka said, hey, just be ready. And then he gave me the phone call uh, early yesterday and, um, you know, kind of just got the game plan going and, uh, you know, so excited about the opportunity. Obviously, you, you had a pretty rough year last year just because of the injury and having to do a lot of work with that. Um, I, I know it's it, the scenario of a week 17 game, but but still, there's got to be some excitement from you to be able to, to get out there, I assume. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's been a while. It's crazy to think, you know, my last game was 2014. I mean, I got all my games in when I was young and then I had like a five or six year span where, you know, I didn't get any playing time or just like some playing time just when we were up or down. But um, I'm really excited. I'm excited about the group that we're going to have out there and, uh, you know, it should be fun on Sunday. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Chad. Uh, do you remember any Details of that last start that you made uh, way back when, and Brad will have a, a quick follow-up as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we started off the season, we played the Eagles and then uh, Washington Redskins and then the Colts. So uh, it was halftime, and then uh, Blake Bortles was obviously the draftee that year. So I knew going into it, if we weren't doing so well in the beginning of the year, I had a short leash. Um, but, 
you know, it is what it is. And, um, you know, kind of, I thought I was prepared and, you know, did as best as I could out there, but just didn't work out. And then uh, Blake kind of rode, rode uh, the road there. Okay. And what kind of backup is Pat going to be, even if it's just for one week this week? He'll be great. I mean, uh, you know, he'll, he'll be in, in the game plan. He'll study the film. He'll give me some tips. Um, but he'll, he'll be in it very involved and, uh, you know, he'll help me out just like uh, Matt and I help him out. Go next to Herbie T.O.B. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Chad, how are you? Good, how you doing? Hey, I'm well, thanks. And Brad, I'll have a, a second question of this one too. You mentioned you're going to be excited about the group and coach Andy Reid tells us that he told you to go out there and play like you're 20. And then the majority of the guys are going to be in their 20s. So what is your message to those young rookies and first or second year players as they get extended time? Man, I think it's just echoing what Coach Reid always tells us. You know, go out there and be you. Let your personality show. Don't be somebody that you're not, um, you know, even though this is a big stage for some guys, you know, possible contracts for future, but you can't worry about that. I mean, you go out there, you play one play at a time, uh, do the best of your capability. If, you know, you get beat one play, come back the next play and beat the, you know, defender up. But uh, like I said, just be you, don't be somebody else. And, uh, you know, just, just have some fun. Patrick does sometimes practice those sidearm throws. Uh, so how much have you been working on sidearm throws and will we see it on Sunday? Well, I mean, you never know. I mean, arm angle, obviously the game has changed. So, uh, you know, defenders are getting their hands up and you have to shape the throws uh, at certain times. But, you know, he's pushed me definitely in uh, physicality that I, I've never gone before. And uh, it's just a lot of fun to be around. And he's teaching me so much uh, different stuff and nuance of the new game, you know, with the college game coming out with the spread and everything else. So, you know, we're going to, you know, put our print on it and, you know, just enjoy the moment. Go next to Pete Sweeney. Go to Pete. And I'll have a quick follow-up as well. Um, Chad, I was wondering what was your immediate reaction to Andy Reid saying, go out and feel like you're 20 again? I mean, it, it's cool. Uh, I mean, it's it's the opportunity. Uh, anytime you get an opportunity to go out there and be the starter in the NFL, it's, uh, you know, you take it, you know, take it for granted. And, um, you know, play like you're 20. It's just go out there and be you, like I said. I mean, you know, obviously I'm not 20. I'm 35 right now. But, you know, I can still move a little bit and hopefully, you know, get out there and show some things that I have. Yeah. And to, to make it in the NFL, I think we all have an understanding of just how much of a competitor you have to be, given it's been so long. Is there this intrinsic feeling of, you know, how can I still do this? Can I still do this? And that you want to prove it to yourself? Sure. Deep down and always, I mean, when we go out there and practice against the defense each and every day, I mean, I try to, you know, give them the best look each and every week and, you know, fit, you know, throws in there that, you know, are tight throws and that you normally do in the game that you have to make. So, I think, you know, being prepared all, all the way through this year with the defense and, you know, giving them a look, hopefully it will prepare me for the Sunday. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Chad. Um, around the middle of this season, a lot of guys sort of put it out there that, hey, it, it would be a nice accomplishment to go 15-1. and one. I, I know you've been a major part of the 14 wins already this year, obviously helping Patrick in the offense, like you mentioned, but what would it mean for you if given this opportunity now to, to have a, you know, a, a real hand at getting the 15th win? I mean, it'd be a great opportunity. I mean, not only for myself, but for this team, uh, for this franchise, you know, they signed me uh, this past year to come in for these opportunities and just always be ready. So uh, to give back to them, just as they give back to me, um, it'd be a tremendous opportunity for me. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. 
Hey, Chad, we didn't get the t- chance to talk to you after the Denver game, but you talked about the break, you know, six years since your last start, and that was eight years since your last rushing touchdown, and it looked like you really celebrated it and the teammates got involved. How much did that mean to you at the time, what, the, you know, to be able to get into the end zone after such a long time? Oh, it's great. I mean, even when that play came in, I was like, are they serious right now? We're going to run some zone read here, but uh, – Hey, whatever they call as a quarterback, you try to make the best of it and make it work. But to get in there, I mean, definitely exciting. Great job of the offensive line and, you know, some of the tight ends out there blocking. But, um, you know, it, it was special. Uh, you let your emotions show. And um, it was just great to be out there with the guys again. Looks like we've got two more. We'll go Harold and then Karen. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Chad. Um, you know, back in 2018, you kind of had Patrick Mahomes when it was first full season, and now you're seeing him in his third full season. I'm curious, what's the difference you've seen between him seeing him in the quarterback room from 2018 to 2020 in terms of his preparation and how his leadership skills have developed? Yeah, I mean, I always felt like Patrick's been a great leader. Um, obviously, you can always improve on it, but he's been tremendous since day one. Um, I think the biggest thing, obviously, is preparation, and I think just identifying defenses and how to attack them uh, is the biggest thing that jumps out at me. Um, he knows where to go with the football. He's on time, and, uh, you know, he really, you know, goes out there and treads some of the defenses because the ball's out on time, and he knows how we're going to attack it. But um, just in that standpoint, understanding defenses and know where to go with the ball quickly, he's done a tremendous job with. We'll go last to Karen Kornacki. Go ahead, Karen. Hey, Chad. Happy holidays. Uh, just want to ask you, how different will the offense be? Will there be things in there just for you that Patrick wouldn't do and things that Patrick does that you don't do? So will the offense be a little bit geared for you and your style? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some uh, different nuances, but for the most part, uh, it's just what we've been running all year. So, um, you know, it's I have to be prepared if Patrick were to go down in a game and be able to run the offense. Uh, you know, Coach Reed's not going to change anything, you know, in game. So uh, we kind of kept very similar offense, what we're going to prepare for for the Chargers and, um, you know, go out there and execute. Dad, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Sure. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You just heard from Andy Reid and Chad Henney, and now we continue on with defensive coordinator Steve Spagnola. I'm ready to go. I don't even have any, I don't have much to say, so I'll just let you fire away. Go first to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Coach. Uh, Brad, I'll have a quick thing just following up. 
when you were already down Hitch and Wilson and then Neiman goes down, I just was curious in game what you were thinking and, and what you quickly relayed to your coaches and some of the reserve players. Yeah, it was uh, it was a little hectic there, but um, I'll tell you what, Matt and Britt Reed do a good job getting those guys prepared. We knew that could happen. Uh, you know, it's funny, though. I give Darius Harris a lot of credit. He practiced all week long at Sam Linebacker because we anticipated Ben being the mic, um, and then all of a sudden he had to switch. But he's put a lot of time into things. Last year when he was on IR, spent a lot of time learning. I thought he, I thought he performed pretty well. Um, from a check standpoint, he did a pretty good job with that. And that's what the Mike linebacker needs to do. So, yeah, was it a little hectic early? Yeah, we kind of settled in and I thought he did a nice job. And then Willie, of course, gets a lot of attention being the high draft pick. Extended yeah. look, was just curious your thoughts on his game. Yeah, no, same thing. Willie, what Willie does is he plays fast. He plays fast and he's physical and that's what you want in your linebackers. Uh, there's still a, a learning curve here. I think that's true of anybody that plays that particular position in, in, a, in year one. Uh, and again, I go back to not having off season and whatnot, but we're getting him caught up. He's certainly going to see a lot of football now, and uh, that's a good thing for him. Go next to Matt. Derek, go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach, two questions for you. Um, first one, you've worked now with Eric Bieniemy for a few years. I'm just curious, you know, what is it with the, tis the season for, for coaching rumors and interviews and all of that? What is it about EB that you think would make a good head coach? Um, well, listen, first of all, I, I think a lot of that has to do with character. He's a character guy. Um, he's worked for a great head coach. I mean, I think that has a lot to do with it. But, you know, I'm not on that side of the ball uh, much. I just I love it. Uh, EB as a person. Uh, I see him interact with the guys. I think he's terrific. So all the power to him. I wish him the best if that happens for him. Go next to Herbie Teope. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, obviously you've seen Justin Herbert already, you know, back in week two. But as, as you look at the table of him as he's progressed in this rookie season, what, what impresses you the most of what the Chargers have in him as a future quarterback? Yeah, you know, Herbie, it's interesting because uh, I go back and look at that first game and you would think the first game was a little bit of a struggle and all of a sudden he got better and better. But he came out of the blocks and played really well. I mean, he was impressive in week two. He's still impressive now. I think he's legit, felt that way when we came out of the game. Uh, and he certainly has proven that to be true with all the touchdown passes. I know they got a tremendous amount of confidence in him. I think everybody says the same thing. He's a better athlete than I think people gave him credit for. I, I have nothing but great things to say about him. I think he's eventually going to be one of those real elite quarterbacks in this league. Go next to Harold Kuntz. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Steve. Happy New Year to you. Yeah. Uh, you good. Uh, you look like you're dressed for it already. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I always, always do. I do my best on New Year's Eve. But uh, my question to you is simply, uh, you know, you're going to have about 20 days off pretty much for the starters here. Do you feel that you can get the work you need to get in to improve on anything you need to improve defensively uh, throughout practice with all the injuries and everything going on? Or you still want to kind of get those guys some some game reps. How do you feel in that position? Yeah, we've talked a lot about that. We want to stay oiled up or stay ready. We certainly don't want to um, go backwards. We want to go forward. I think Coach Reed's done a great job putting a plan together. I think our guys embrace it. Um, my, You know, it's a lot of trust in our, in our players, right, and what they do. And I, I think they've handled things to this point really well and hopefully they continue that way. We've got three hands up left. We'll start with Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Coach. Happy New Year's to you as well. Uh, two oh. questions for you. One, you know, as Sarah said, you, you might, you know, your players are going to be off 20-some days depending on who you decide to rest. 
those players who have contract incentives, uh, you know, where they need to play certain snaps, you know, they, does, does, does that go into play into whether or not you all play some of the players in week number in, in Sunday's game and then have a follow-up after that? Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I, it goes in, it doesn't get nothing. Uh, that doesn't win to come into play at all. Um, you know, whatever Coach Reed says who's going to play, we go with it. But I, I haven't even thought about that at all, to be honest with you. Coach, we'll go back to Matt Derrick here. I think he had a follow-up for you. Go ahead, Matt. Okay. Hey, Coach, I was going to ask you about you yourself. You've been a head coach in this league before. Do you have any interest in being a head coach again? Uh, certainly, yeah. I mean, look, at uh, the, the fire burns uh, in me for that. I had that one opportunity. Things didn't work out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, listen, I'm, I, I want to say this, but I'm really happy with the job I got. <laughs> so I'm good there. But certainly would love that opportunity. Yeah, would embrace it. Go next to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach, uh, when you have a game like this where you can get guys out there who maybe don't uh, aren't your starters uh, and you can evaluate them and see how they can do against live reps, how exciting is that for you as a coach and a, a talent yeah, evaluator? Yeah. Especially in this year where we didn't really have any preseason. There are some guys that we just don't have a feel for in, in terms of being in the heat of the battle when it's real. Uh, so I think that'll be real exciting to see some of the guys execute under pressure, learn a game plan, execute a game plan. Uh, I think that's all important. And I think a lot, our guys that are going to play in this game, I think they realize that. I'm anxious to see them uh, perform. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Steve. Uh, happy New Year. Um, wanted you, Adam. About, uh, hey, I, I know you're trying to win on Sunday. I'm not questioning that. But certainly the, the games that will follow are bigger for the Chiefs. Is it kind of tough to – serve both ma both masters, if you will, try to win this game and yet do what you need to do to get prepared for the playoffs? Uh, there's a little bit of that. I mean, the preparation now for the playoffs is going to come down to who we're going to play, and we certainly don't know that right now, and there's so many scenarios. So it's kind of just focused on fundamentals right now. To me, more than anything, we just want to make sure we stayed oiled up, for lack of a better way to say it. Um, I think guys got to go out when they practice, and we did it today. They got to strain a little bit. You know, you certainly don't want to have that much time on your body. And then all of a sudden, 20 days from now, be going 100 miles an hour. That's not good. So I think our guys understand that. Coach Reed put together a good plan. So we're glad we got the situation we have. And again, anxious to see what some of these guys can do in this game. But you're right, um, Adam. They, we still want to win the football game. And we, we still want to perform well on, on defense. We really do. Appreciate that, Coach Spags. Okay. Uh, Hopefully everybody's uh, remained safe. Hopefully everyone's family has remained safe, safe uh, leading up to this uh, this New Year's Eve. And I know I won't see you guys until sometime next week. So uh, happy New Year's to everyone here. And uh, with that all said, I'm I'm all ears. Go first to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach, uh, I asked Spags the same question. Uh, just in a game like this where you can get some guys out there who maybe don't play as much, how exciting is that for you as a talent evaluator and a coach to see how they do? Oh, I'm, I'm very excited because first and foremost, as I talk to these guys each and every day, we're all interviewing for a job every single day. So what better opportunity to go out this weekend and, and, and make the most of the opportunity that's going to be presented? These guys get an opportunity to show what they can do. They've worked their tails off. We're excited about it. But also, too, they understand that we're going out here to win the game. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Eric, a happy new year to you as well. Um, if, along those lines, are there any backups that might be playing on Sunday that you're particularly eager to get a look at, whether it's a young guy or not a young guy? 
You know what? I'm, I'm looking forward to watching all these guys play because you never know when somebody's going to be called to the table to come up and have to play. So I just want to see these guys go out, perform under pressure, play hard and play fast, be accountable, and see also how they act in times of adversity to see if they have that resiliency to bounce back to make sure they can be remain poised under pressure and still go out there and play a consistent game. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Coach, one of those skill position players you know, expected to get a little bit more time is Byron Pringle. I know he went through the injury this year. How have you seen him grow throughout the year, and why is he such an asset to you guys? First and foremost, Pringle is a trustworthy individual. He works his tail off each and every day. Uh, we knew Pringle had a chance his first year, and unfortunately he got hurt, but he bounced back. He came back from injury, and he's just shown himself. Every time he has an opportunity, he's one of those guys that I was just talking about. Every time he has an opportunity, he shows you why he has value. He's always interviewing for a job. He's always working his tail off, and he does not take anything for granted. On top of that, he plays his tail off on special teams. So it's all about making sure, you know, and I always talk to these guys about this, seek not to become a person of success, but a person of value. The more valuable you are, the more likely you are to obtain success. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Eric, did you say you're interviewing for a job every single day? Was every that- single day you're interviewing. Anytime you got an opportunity to put something on tape, you're interviewing for a job. Um, I also wanted to ask you just about Patrick Mahomes. And this is pretty general, so I understand it might be difficult to answer with specifics. But third year in the league, obviously, it seems like his regular season's over. What kind of year do you feel like he had? You know what? He would probably say it wasn't his best year. But I will say this. Just like when I talked to the guys early in the, in the week, you know, sometimes we have these highs and we have these lows. Sometimes we got we play our tails off. And that's and that's great because because as a coach, you always want to see your guys go out and be at their best. But a lot of times that don't always happen. So fast forward to this weekend, Atlanta comes out here, they plays their tail off. I mean, they got after it d- defensively. OK, but we didn't play our best game. And one thing, just like we said, I, I, I told our coaching staff and I talked to our players, we can look ourselves in the mirror and also look each other in the eye and know that we didn't get the job done. But when it was all said and done with, when we needed to make something happen, the resiliency and the ability to persevere through an adverse situation to come away and score and put us in position to win says a lot about the character of the men that we have. So ideally, Pat would love for it to be a better year. But on top of that, I'm not going to exchange Pat for anyone because because of the way he shows and displays himself in those tough situations when we are down. He finds a way to make it happen. We go as he goes. Got time for a couple more. We'll go Aaron Ladd and then Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Aaron. EB, kind of in the vein of where you were going there now with not playing your best game the last time out and sitting the starters this week and then a bye week on top of that, do you worry that uh, as Spags would say, you're not oiled up when it's time to to go in the playoffs. Well, the, the thing about it, we have a we got a bunch of veterans on our team, so I expect our guys to be ready. I expect them to utilize this time to mentally and physically get themselves back to where they need to be because we understand the, the the push that it's going to have to take for us to be at our best. So yeah, we may be a little rusty, but. That's just about it. We'll dust the rust off. We're just going to rely upon our fundamentals, get back to the little things that we need to do to continue to help us to continue chasing that dream. And that's to win the Super Bowl, of course. 
And we'll go last to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach, I know you are tired of getting pe people asking you about head coaching jobs, so I want to ask you a different question. I want to ask you about some of the guys you work with because, you know, Spags has said he'd like to be a head coach again. I'm wondering what you see from working with him the last couple of years that would make him a good head coach and also some of the guys that work for you. What what kind of guys do you see underneath you that would make good candidates for promotions? You know what? We got a great staff. I mean, I've known Coach, staff, uh, coach Spags since 1999 when he, I think he was a quality control coach when I was playing in Philly. So the thing he's always been, he's always been an attention to detail type of individual. He's, he's, he has that energy. He works hard at it. So obviously I, I want to see all of our guys have success. And and I'm blessed and fortunate to 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 work with a great offensive staff. I mean, Kafka does a heck of a job with uh with our quarterback room. On top of that, Greg Lewis, Coach Heck, Dillon, uh, Coach Mel. I mean, now maybe I'm just biased, but Coach Reed does a great job of hiring great coaches. And the thing that he does is the chemistry. All right. He develops chemistry and guys understand their roles. There's no such thing as an ego involved. Everybody comes to work. We understand our place, but we also understand that we have to get it done together. That's the beauty of, of this staff. And that's why I personally believe that we've had the success that we've had over the years. Coach GB, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. All right. I just got to say this, Harold, I see you all dressed up. You got your tux on. You must got a, a prom date coming up, huh? <laughs> You just heard from the coordinators. In a moment, we'll hear from defensive end Tano Pasnio. But first up, here is assistant coach, running backs coach, Deland McCullough. I wanted to ask you a couple of things about uh, Le'Veon Bell. Um, is there anything you've learned about him in your couple months coaching him? And Brad, I'll have a, a second question as well. Um, one thing is, um, you know, definitely have a high respect for him. He's a very professional, um, very knowledgeable, smart, sets of a real strong impression for the guys in the room. He always wants to work. He always wants to just learn more football. So those are the things, you know, outside of the skill set that really jumped out to me is just how hard he worked and how um, invested he is in the learning what we're doing here. Okay. And it's been a while since he's been a, a consistent producer. You probably have to go back to his last season with the Steelers since he was that. What tells you that if for whatever reason you guys need him to be that for you in the playoffs, he can still be that kind of guy? Well, I think he's showing those flashes, you know, and, and the, the beauty of our circumstance, we have other guys that could complement each other very well. So, you know, it hasn't been a situation um, this year where we, where we require one person to be the guy who holds, you know, who carries the mail, you know, per se, per se. So, you know, we feel confident in the role that we have for him that he'll be successful. Let's go next to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Coach, I'm watching the game on Sunday, and I'm like, well, where has this been all year from Daryl? What have you seen from him behind the scenes, and that's kind of led to him playing big roles for y'all down the stretch? Well, when you think about it, I mean, Daryl's been doing that since he's been here. You know, when he, when he's got extended opportunity, as we go back and look at when, when Daryl's had extended opportunity, he's really played well, you know, and one of his greatest abilities is the, his dependability. And, you know, the, the staff loves him. We, you know, we trust him. You know, and the guy got some, he got some skill set that, again, when you put him in the right circumstance, the guy can show it. And he did um, last weekend, and he's done it sprinkled throughout his career since he's been here. We've got three left. We'll go Matt Derrick first. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach, you've known EB now for a while and worked underneath him. I'm just curious, what is it about him that you believe would make a good head coach in this league? 
Well, I mean, he's going he's gonna to shoot it to you straight, you know, and, and guys don't have to wonder where they are um, with EB. You know, I mean, he, he has a way of connecting with guys and, and getting the most out of them. Um, and people and guys respect that. You know, they respect that they know where, where they sit with him and know what the demands are. And, they're, and they're gonna be, there's, those are going to be demands not only going to benefit that player, but it's going to benefit the organization. So um, definitely has strong leadership capabilities. I mean, um, you know, EB is legitimate. You know, and I, like I said, I've known him since 1996. Man, I got nothing but respect for the guy. Go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Which McCullough, a follow-up to Matt's question. When he took the offensive coordinator role, you ended up getting, obviously, the running backs coach role. How did he what, – what can you remember then about how he guided you for this position and maybe made you a better coach? Well, I mean, you know, you know, coming from, from college, you know, I, I thought I was a pretty good coach. I mean, everybody had told me that, and my paycheck showed that, you know. But, um, you know, coming here and just learning some of the, you know, the nuances of – the professional game. I mean, dealing with the players, nothing's changed for me, but just some of the nuances, you know, of our offense and just the way you structure things for guys' success. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things I learned, you know, from Coach EB with that when, you know, mix that in with just my own style. I think, you know, I've been very appreciative for that opportunity and want to just continue to build on it. We'll go last to Harold Kuntz. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Dylan, a couple things about Clyde from the beginning of his, you know, professional career without the preseason and everything to now, have you seen him improve as a person, as a man and as a football player? And, and then also, have you seen him kind of go through this uh, injury process that he has uh, and the confidence in you that he could be back for playoffs? Well, I mean, you know, Clyde, similar to Le'Veon, you know, been very impressed with him, just his football mind, just the way he applies things. Um, he's always trying to learn and evolve into a better player. Um, as the season went on, you know, he had some ups and downs, but he was consistent as far as what his approach was, his mental and physical approach. Since he's been injured, I mean, he's really attacked, you know, this circumstance. Seeing him walking around um, a couple of days after, I said, man, what's going on? And he just, he's, you know, he's dedicated himself to getting back at a high level. You know, so really just, just excited about, you know, what, it appears to be as far as he's going to be ready to come back here in a couple of weeks and we just continue to move forward. You know, you've worked, you've known EB for a long time. You had a chance to work alongside him. Now you've been working for him as the OC. What is it about him that you think would make a good head coach in this league? Well, you're right. I have known EB. He was doing the internship when I played in, in 2003 in Philadelphia and from that point on, we've been in contact with each other and now getting an opportunity to work alongside him uh, as the OC here. You, you just see growth and development from him and you see he's able to manage different situations that head coaches are have to are dealt with over a, a course of a season. And EB handles everything seamlessly. Uh, he's willing to listen to others and, and get the job done. Whatever it takes, he's willing to do that. And I think that's going to bode well for him in the future. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Good, Sam. You, you, I, I assume, prepare these guys to to play as if they're they're going to be playing a full allotment of snaps every weekend. But now you've got guys that maybe don't used to get those snaps that are going to be getting on Sunday because you're resting some guys. What do you hope to see from from those sorts of guys, whether it's Pringle McCall or whoever might fall into that category? Well, I, I just coach the guys that are out there and that are available, uh, whether it be practice, meetings, 
or in game situations. And I coach everybody the same and we prepare the same. So whether those guys were playing or not playing or who was ever playing or not playing, everybody has been taught and prepared to play because at any given moment, it could be your opportunity to be in there and the expectation doesn't change for who's ever out there. We expect to be uh, physical. We expect to make plays when given opportunities uh, and, and we expect to win. Let's go next to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Happy New Year to you, too. Thank you. You've been around Tyreek Hill now for at least a couple of seasons. And what, what, when you look at his game, what has surprised you the most that some of us might take for granted? Nothing's really surprised me with this kid. From, from the day, first day I got here, uh, just being around him, seeing how he approaches practice, how he approaches game situations, how he approaches meetings, the, the sky has been the limit for him. And he just takes advantage of every opportunity that's out there. The one thing that if you want to say one thing, his physicality and his mindset to go be physical when need be uh, is very impressive. And he's an athletic freak, too, as far as all, all the stuff that he can do. Uh, you've seen the backflips. You, you've seen him playing basketball. Like, he's an exceptional athlete away from football. So it's just uh, been a pleasure to be around him, to be able to coach him, to be able to help him hone his skills, and look forward to continue doing that. You mentioned the athleticism, and as you were watching from the sideline, how impressed were you when you saw him run down that Falcons linebacker from behind in week 17, 16? Not really impressed because I expected him to. He, he runs a 4-2, and the other dude probably ran like a 4-5, so he, he should catch him uh, and make that play. But just to see him explode through there and try to weave through some guys and, and, and get there to a guy that's running full speed downfield, obviously it's impressive, but that's the expectation for us. I mean, we want to finish plays, and if something bad happens, we we, we don't want to compound that and give him a touchdown, so let's get after the ball. D-Rod was down there. Guys were hustling, trying to make plays, so – that, that's what we expect from, from all our guys. Well, last two, Pete and then Harold. Good, Pete. Coach Lewis, I, I know that there's still some games left and he can put more film on tape. We got a good body of work from McColl. And I just was curious, in, in your opinion, what does he need to do to, to take, take the proverbial like next step? Well, I don't, I don't look into the proverbial next step. I, I look at it as what can you do to continue to help the team be successful? Um, this is not about McCole. This is not about Tyree. This is not about Pat or any one individual on the team. It's find your role and be successful at that so we can win games. And I think McCole has done a tremendous job of that uh, this season. His numbers are up in all categories, but honestly, that's not what's necessary. We, we need him to be where he needs to be uh, and do the things that he needs to do and become more uh, developed, you, as you want to say, or more complete. Uh, but that's all of us. That's all of us. We always looking for ways to get better. And McCole is no different. He's done everything that I've asked and that the coaches have asked of him. Um, he's going to continue to do that. And you look forward to opportunities when you get them, make the most of them, and we continue winning games. Looks like that covered Harold, Coach. So we are good. Appreciate the time, Coach. Thank you. How much of that uh, field goal did you get uh, your hand on the other day? And Brad, I'll have a follow-up as well. That's funny. I knew that would be the first question. Um, I mean, I got my, what, left pointer finger, index finger okay. on it. Uh, but that was it. And I honestly thought it went in. So I was actually kind of pissed. I got a finger on it. And it, still, it still went in, but then found out it didn't. So, uh, yeah. So you got the imprint of the ball on still on your finger there? Uh, something you can show us there? 
Oh, I can still feel it. I don't know if you could see it. It, was there something you had seen from the Falcons earlier in the game or something maybe you'd seen watching video earlier uh, from them earlier in the season that led you to believe that maybe you could make a play on a, on a kick from them? Um, I mean, I feel like we believe every play on special teams we can make a play. So uh, Coach Tope, he really instills that. Uh, and you kind of see that on our field goal block team for sure, especially uh, we give our effort every time. So um, it was bound to happen, you know. Go next to Herbie T.O.B. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Tom. Uh, just uh, it's not necessarily dealing with a game or, or a football field itself, but, you know, obviously there's been a lot that's happened in 2020 with COVID and everything. And athletes being creatures of habit, I'm sure you've had to adjust how you prepare yourself and train. But what has been the biggest challenge for you this year as, as the year comes to a close and you look back at it? Um, what's up, Herb? Um, I mean, I feel like – the biggest Happy challenge is uh, honestly trying to find time to get that extra work in, you know, um, because we're squeezed for time as it is now because all the protocols are uh, just trying to get um, the our bases covered and trying to get that extra work in has probably been the hardest thing. So, uh, yeah. Let's go next to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Itano, uh, so back in 2017, you hadn't played a whole lot in your career, but you played 100% of the snaps, got two sacks in that game, got three tackles for loss. Now this is a situation where a lot of young guys might play in this game here that haven't played a whole lot already. How important was that game for your career, kind of building confidence for you, and what can it do for the guys here in this week's game? Yeah, um, this game is definitely a good way to boost uh, confidence, uh, and that's if you do well. You know, That's if you do exactly what we practice uh, during the week and – um, our rookies and our young guys have been taking this seriously, you know, and it's cool to, it's good to see. And I uh, can't really, can't wait for the game. We'll go last to Harold Kuntz. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Tano. Uh, the defensive line as a unit seems to have been gaining more and more confidence. Uh, you know, Frank's getting to the quarterback more. Chris is starting to get the quarterback more. Do you feel that the, you guys are just gaining a lot of confidence as it gets to that time where you're really going to need it? Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're ramping up at the right time and uh, we're getting our swagger back, you know, uh, that championship swagger we always talk about and you can see it on the field. So I'm excited to see what the next couple of weeks have for us.